Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ, so let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello and welcome back again. Thank you for uh, tuning in for another podcast. Uh, Remember, this is previously recorded, um, and um, I just wanted to talk to you real quick before we start the the podcast about what we're going to be talking about tonight. First John chapter 4, Try the Spirits. And uh, we're going to talk about a a few things uh, tonight. It's a little bit longer of a podcast, but I pray that you listen to the entire thing as we learn about who dwells in us we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Thank you again for joining me. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be in You on another Thursday night. Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again from my uh, my barracks room here in Rota, Spain. And uh, hopefully you can hear me really well. If you're watching this on a video, uh, that means one of two things. One, you're either watching it on YouTube, which uh, thank you. Um, please like, share, subscribe, and send it out to all your friends. Uh, it helps to get the uh, the message out. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm not monetized. And same thing on Facebook. Uh, like, share, subscribe as much as you can. Um, leave comments below on both of those platforms. It's really helpful. Um, it's, it's, it's encouraging to me, and it also helps me to... Uh, you know, it just, it helps us to uh, question each other. You know, you got a question or a comment, uh, leave us some encouragement. That's always, that's always a good thing. So um, please, please do that. Um, it, it helps me to grow and uh, keeps me um, accountable as much as it can be, as you don't see the ends of my conversation, obviously, as you're watching this on a video. Um, uh, speaking of which, I'm thank, thankful for my brother that uh, talked to me yes, just yesterday, and we had a really good conversation, and I just want to, I'm thankful to the Lord for uh, good brothers in Christ. Um, but if you're listening, you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, I also appreciate that. In fact, I'm going to go over here. Um, let's see. Let's make sure that we're up and running. I think we are. And we are. We're up and running on the uh, on the recorder. Well, that's good. Uh, so you should be hearing me and uh, hearing me well on the on the, whatever platform you're listening to, whether that be iHeartRadio podcast, whether that be Apple podcast, oh, whether that be any of the pla- uh, podcast platforms. Uh, I believe I'm on all the major ones. Um, there's ones pop up every single day, but. And if you don't want to do that and you just want to go to one of the sites uh, like, you know, uh, let's see, uh, Anchor, uh, you can anchor.fm, I think, or something like that. Uh, that's one of my hosting sites. Another one of my hosting sites is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Uh, you can look it up there. Let this mind be in you ministries podcast. Just type all that out and you should find it in the search engine. All right. Um, oh, one last thing. Also, if you, you want to get a hold of me, one of the best ways to do that is to send me an email. And you can send me an email to ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And I try to get back and answer people as quickly as possible. So if you have uh, something you'd like to say, especially about tonight or any other of the videos, please reach out to me on there as well. Um, But it always helps to leave comments and click the little like button and subscribe and the follow and all that kind of stuff. It helps to get the... Uh, I guess the algorithm, uh, so people, more people can see the videos as they pop up, and and that's really helpful. Um, just want to preach the word here, and uh, just be a help. I can't as much as I can to the body of Christ to remember that we have the mind of Christ, as it says in Second Corinthians chapter two, in verse number sixteen. We have the mind of Christ, so let this mind be in you, and that's the name of. Uh, a verse. I mean, obviously it's in Philippians 2, 5, but also uh, the key verse that we like to go on here. And um, anyways, tonight is going to be uh, the continuation of the book of 1 John. We're in chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. And with that being said, um, I right off the bat in the first verse, it talks about try the spirits, try the spirits. 
there's a lot of falsehood that's out there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, false teaching, false doctrine all the time, and it has been since the beginning. Uh, questioning the Word of God. Uh, be assured, brethren, that we have the Word of God for us in the English language. It's the King James Bible here. It's been preserved. God promised that, us that. There's not a whole bunch of different types of word, and you know, and, and this one's just as good as the other. I stand firm on the King James. I, I believe that, and there's a whole host of reasons. Um, it's been debated for years and years and years, but the Bible stands. The Bible stands. So, anyways, um, I'm getting notifications here, but it's not that important. I'm looking at my watch here. It's work, but it's not important. Okay. Uh, so, First John chapter four. Try the spirits. That's the name of uh, the study tonight in First John four. not coffee because I don't want to stay up too late and I don't have any decaf coffee, but it is water, um, clean water. And I'm thankful for that. Nice and cold too. Mm, good stuff. All right. Uh, so first and foremost, we, the first verse in first John four starts out such beloved, believe not every spirit, little s spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Already a problem, even back in the first century, false prophets all over the place. Even when disciples were still alive, we have the disciple John here, and he's having to preach against the um, false doctrine that's already invading. Um, men have always been like that. They want things their way. Uh, they don't want to just go with the simplicity of the word and you know, follow, obey what God has told them to do. They always want to bring their own kinds of... Um, thoughts into it, their philosophies and, you know, uh, looking for a new thing always. And, um, if you saw that short little video that I, that I took of Claudia, Belio Claudia, it's a Roman ruins, uh, that was right here on the Southern coast of Spain, uh, right on the Straits of Gibraltar, uh, well near the Straits of Gibraltar. And, uh, as I mentioned in that video, you look at these man-made religions and, and, and powerful empires that have just crumbled. They're, they've gone away. And, uh, but the Bible remains uh, firm and steadfast, and it's true as the day that the Spirit inspired the writer uh, to pen it down. Um, it's preserved. It's the words of God, and um, they will never fail. Established forever. And, um, the Bible even talks about how the word is even magnified above the name of God. It's incredible to even think about that. And we have the words to us, so let's follow them. Okay. But try the spirits. You know, I've always, I've talked about this several times on this channel that the little S spirit, I, I kind of relate that to not evil spirits, you know, like you would think of like, uh, demons and so forth and so on. I, I look at this in the context of it. It seems to be man's way, his mind. Um, the little s spirit is the, the mind. Now, you could have a spirit of, of uh, you know, whatever. It's like your outward emotions and different things like that. It's, you know, you don't have a very good spirit right now. But really, that all starts in the, in the mind. If we have our own mind, the little s spirit, um, we're susceptible to all sorts of different things. And we're to try those spirits, whether they be true, by what? The word of God. Now, let's look and um, uh, let's start, let's turn. We're going to turn quite a bit, a lot of places here. But I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. First Corinthians chapter 16. If we turn over real quick to First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 13. And let's look at the first passage of scripture here. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, what did I say? Yeah, in verse 13, let's start there. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Stand fast in the faith. How do we do that? How do we stand fast in the faith? 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. So a few pages over. Uh, following along, please turn to these. If you have to pause the video to get there, that's fine. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 2 Corinthians 13 in verse number 5. It says here, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not 
your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. I brought this verse up before. Remember, I'm trying to put put across the what I believe is a kind of a theme that's playing all the way through this, that John is saying, are you in the faith? Are you in the faith? Uh, you're exuding these types of attitudes and, and not showing love and you're all these kinds of things. It's a serious thing. Are you in the faith? And I think John all the way through there. So as we see Paul talk about that in 2 Corinthians Chapter 13 and verse 5. And finally, um, go over to, well, go over to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about a few different things tonight, and it's going to come up. And, you know, again, I've taught about this before, right out of the Word of God. I, I just read the Bible for what it says. And I'm going to do it again tonight. And um, if, that, if that offends you, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you exactly what the Bible says. I'm, I'm here, I'm supposed to um, preach the word. That's it. I, I, if I tell you an opinion of mine, I'm really careful to always try to say, hey, this is my opinion or this is my thoughts on this thing. Um, it's based um, in biblical, I think, pr- uh, principles, but I, I can't show you thus say it's the scriptures, you know. But if it says it right in the scriptures, I, I, don't, I really don't know what to tell you about that. So anyways, uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 7 says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving, as you have been taught. The word of God, these things, these letters that were to the church, us, okay, even though they were directed to the church at Colossae or the church at Philippi or so forth and so on, it's directed to us. It's been preserved in the word of God for us, and we have it now. So I just wanted to preface that with those verses, and let's look back at verse number one once more time. Where it says, believe not every spirit, beloved, excuse me, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out in the world. And that's a sound principle. It's biblical principle to try the spirits. By the way, you're also to try your spirit. Remember, I, I just talked about it being your mind. Is your mind lining up to his mind? Are you being conformed into the image of him? Are you dying daily? Uh, all things that my brother was just talking to me about, you know, encouraging me in. And um, I'm really thankful again, uh, Brother Aaron. Thank you very much for the uh, um, the talk yesterday. I, I really needed that uh, phone call. And um, anyways, but the sound doctrine that's there, you know, 2 Timothy 4.3. Um, I just quoted, I believe, 2 Timothy 4.2, not that uh, long ago there, but 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. After Paul gets done telling him in verse 1, it says, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, see, after their own mind, how they want it, what they're going to do is this. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're going to bring them teachers because they have itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. And uh, But we want to know what says the scriptures. We want to have the mind of Christ here. Um, and also Titus, just a, a, a couple pages over, probably just one page over for you. Uh, Titus 1 and verse 9 says, Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Look, I can't convince you because it has to be the Spirit convincing you. Uh, If you say, I don't believe these things to be such, I can't say anything in my own power that could convince you otherwise. I wish I could. There's some times where I wish I can convince myself. (laughs) It's like I know the truth. I know what I should be doing, and I still go in my own mind. I still let the flesh win. I, I, I don't allow myself to die to self. And, um, but as, I, as we're talking here, convince the gainsayers. I, the only way I can convince you is to give you the word of God and for that to find root in your heart. But in order for you to do that, you need to follow along. You need to study the scriptures yourselves. I hope this is making sense. This is all going somewhere here. Look at verse number two and three back in 1 John 4. It says, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. 
And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. John was saying here, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to write down this, to say the spirit of Antichrist, that spirit of Antichrist, and even the spirit of the Antichrist, which is, you know, Satan will indwell the body, uh, I believe, of the son of perdition, the man of sin. Um, The point is, is that he's going to do these things, but he's always had to have a man. He's always had to have that available because he doesn't know when Jesus is coming. But beyond that, let's get away from prophecy for just a second. Anybody that is teaching contrary to the mind of Christ, the word of God, is anti-Christ. Now, that's a strong statement. You may say, well, I, I don't know what to think about that. But it is anti-Christ to teach something contrary to the word of God. I'm not calling people, you are an anti-Christ. I'm saying that the actions, your, your, um, your, your words are anti-Christ. I'm not calling you the Antichrist, okay? There's a, I, there's a difference, okay? I just want to clear that up, okay? But at the same time, if you go contrary to what this word says, you are being Antichrist. And that is hard for me to even say sometimes. It's like, well, maybe you just don't know any better. And people may not. But once you start studying in, in the word of God and you, and you are born again, if you try to get your own spirit in the way, your own mind to overshadow that, it's just not enough that this is, okay, I got, it's got to be more to it. And you want to get your own mind involved, it's being anti-Christ. His word is truth. He is the word. It's truth. By the way, it's truth in love. Because of that love, he's given us the truth. Not only that, he's given us the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit within us that dwelleth within us. And we're going to see that even in this 1 John 4. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to wrap all, I'm tying this all together. Because remember, this is a letter. It's in context. I'm just showing these other scriptures to buttress, to enforce it more with the word of God. These things are true. But, you know, that thinking is still going on today. In, the, in that day, it was called uh, docetism. And the docetism type people believe that Jesus wasn't really in the flesh. You know, they, they may believe that, that Jesus is God and, and, and fully God. I don't, I don't know. But the, the term was docetism. I don't know. I looked it up. I, I had no idea that was called that. I had heard of Gnosticism. Uh, but I guess it's a form of Gnosticism, docetism, a lot of fancy words. However, it was early in the, in the church's history, I guess you would say. It's in the first century. There are already these false teachers that were teaching that Jesus Christ was not in a flesh form. He had not, um, he had not uh, took on the form of a servant, so to speak, you know, Philippians 2. That's what they believed. And, it, and John, again, was by the word of God, was, was saying that this is not true. Anybody that's saying that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh is an antichrist. It's not true. But that docetism. But, folks, if you don't have to know what that word is or if that was even a thing to know that in the world there's already people that are antichrist. It still goes on. It may be a different form. They may not be saying that, oh, you know, Jesus was just an illusion. He was like a... He was almost like a, uh, like I said, you would think like an old cartoon ghost or something like that. And, you know, if you walked up to him and you put your hand on him, it would, it would go right through him or something. I don't know how they even thought this then. Um, John talks about we have seen and touched him earlier in this chapter. And that's why I think it's enforcing the fact that John said, yeah, I was there. I laid my head on his chest. He had a heart that was beating. Um, he didn't have man's blood. He didn't have Adam's bloodline in him because he was not born of man, um, but he was still fully man and fully God, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily at the same time. So I hope that's clearing that up. Docetism, somebody puts out that term, you can say, oh, yeah, I heard Brother Mike talking about that, and that's what it, that's what it was. But it's just in different forms that people still are doing that, still thinking that. 
Look, look in. Uh, let's uh, get it uh, moving here. Um, verse number four. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you, yes, than, than he that is in the world. We know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The world was created by him. By him all things consist, right? Uh, so by definition, he's greater. He, he's the ever-existing one. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He created all things. And, 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 all, and like I just said, in him all things consist, right? Satan, at the time when he was, uh, you know, before he fell, Lucifer was a created being. He's not stronger than God. He's, there's, it's not um, what the, the kids would call on the playground a fair fight. Okay, this is not even this is not even a contest in any shape, fashion, or form. But we allow the bondage of our own mind, that sin nature, that flesh that we still live in, to win out over the spirit. We allow that because we're not robots. I wish we were. Trust me, there's sometimes, like I've said before, constantly, I wish we were, where we're not. We have still the free will because that's how you show true love. If we were just robots, that's not showing love because he's forcing us to be that way, um, which is a teaching, again, people thinking that God forces people to get saved or that he forces them not to get saved is also ridiculous, but that's uh, for another debate for a different time, okay? But anyways, getting back to this, verse 4 through 6 here. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. Oh, sorry, I left off in verse 4. Verse 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. This should sound familiar. This is a lot of the writings of John in the Gospel of John. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. With God, there is no gray area. Um, I don't know any other way to say it. There's no gray. It's black and white. Spirit of truth, spirit of error. If your thinking is not lining up with this, the word of God, you're in the spirit of error. You're knowing the spirit of truth if you're letting the spirit teach. And we know that the spirit will confirm in us that this is truth because it's not speaking of him. He's speaking of Christ. And I'll bring that up here in a minute when I talk about John 14. So turn over there. John chapter 14. And I've... uh, I'll get, to, I'll get into that in a second here, but uh, I'll, I'll just talk about it now as I'm turning over to John 14. When, uh, this is the passage of Scripture where I taught the, um, the, one, uh, the one video, the one podcast about Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead. And in that, I talk about a lot of these words that we're about ready to look at here, like dwelleth and so forth and so on. So I just wanted to bring that up. You can go check out that video if you'd like or that, uh, that podcast. Just search for Jesus teaches his, his disciples the biblical Godhead. But look in John chapter 14, starting in verse number 16. I'm going to hold this up here so I can, here we go, that's better. And I will pray the Father, this is Jesus speaking, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Now, notice the difference between spirit of truth that was little s spirit in the in First John, and now here's the large s spirit. The reason why we can know truth and get our minds aligned is if we have the mind, excuse me, of Christ. That's how we know the spirit of truth. Little s spirit is by the spirit of truth. I just want to point that out. Whom the world cannot receive. Just see how this is similar? Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Oh, shall be in you. Okay. I will not leave you comfortless. Who's coming? I will come to you. Who's speaking here? Jesus. Now, wait a minute. I thought it was the spirit that's in us. It is. See, that's why there's distinction 
but at the same time, each can claim to be the other ones without contradiction. I, I, I don't know the you know, way to say it biblically. One God, but three distinct members. I, I, I can't explain that. I, I have no idea. I know we are created in his image. We've talked about this numerous times, and we are created with three members, body, soul, and spirit. And so I, I'll leave it at that for right now. But notice the spirit of truth there. I will not leave you comfortless, verse 18. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. We see Christ. Are you showing Christ to the world? It's a, it sounds almost cliche. You hear people talk about that. Do you show Christ to the world? I don't know if I'm going to get through this entire study uh, in, in, the, in the time that I have tonight, but let's keep going. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. That's how you know the spirit of truth. That's how you know if what is being said right now is either truth or error. Is your thoughts, is your mind, is your little S spirit lining up to this, the word of God? He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is in he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved to my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So as you look down through here, and you can read down through verse 26 and see that the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. The words of God will be, that will be brought to your remembrance if you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ if you're saved, but are you letting your own mind get in the way? That is the purpose of this, I guess you would call it, it, that is our purpose as Christians. Not just this channel or wherever you're listening on or listening to Brother Mike. That's not my job solely, and I'm only one that, that's going to speak truth. This is truth. If somebody is teaching this, this is truth. And how do you know that? Test. Try the spirits. Try them. Try me. Try if the spirit that I'm teaching in and, and, and what I'm saying is of the truth. Is it truth or is it not? There's two difference. There's two ways. It's either the spirit of error. I'm letting myself get in front of all this stuff and I'm not dying to self and I'm teaching what I want to teach and I'm, I'm getting in the way or I'm just reading what the word of God says and I'm just teaching. Truth. I pray all the time that I'm preaching truth. Well, we have to try the spirits. So that's John 14. Let's look in 1 Corinthians 2. Okay, real quick, just just turn over there. So 1 Corinthians 2, it's it's in the opening, um, the 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 playing of uh, "Be Thou My Vision," as um, that's being played at the beginning. You'll see one of these verses come up, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 16. But let's start in verse number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Well, how can you really know? It better line up with this. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual I'm just a conduit, right? I'm only supposed to be just teaching as right from the word of God. Be about the word. That's it. You're to be taking the word and be going, yep, I'm getting out of the way. I'm removing myself. I'm letting the spirit teach me as well. And it says, that's truth. But the, but excuse me, but which the Holy Ghost, verse number 13, teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things. You ever been told you can't judge this and you can't judge that? If I'm speaking the words of God, I can judge in all things. And this Bible covers all things. Trust me on that. My wisdom, now. No good. The Bible, though, will teach all things. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned, but he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. 
you, you can sit there and try to judge me all you want and say, well, I don't know. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, show me from the word of God. Show me from the word of God how this is not true. Anything that I say. And I can either do one of two things. Here's, here's the simple, uh, I guess you would say, test here. If I'm like, well, you're, well, the word of God does say that, but I refuse, I, like, I want to be stuck in my stance. Uh, you can judge me, but then you're not judging me in your wisdom. You're judging me through this. See how that works? For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Good question. But we have the mind of Christ. It's available. If you're saved, you have the mind of Christ. No doubt about it. You have the mind of Christ, period. The big S spirit. Big S. The Holy Spirit. You have the spirit of Christ in you right now. And because of that, because you have the mind of Christ, you can know this. You can know truth. Well, how do I know? Know the truth. It's available. Don't get in the way. Remove yourself. Be about the word. Not about programs, not about different things and stuff that just gets us distracted. I want to be really about this right now, and I don't want to be about this right now, and I want to be about that, and so forth and so on. All these things get in the way when we let our little s mind, spirit here get in the way. I hope this is making sense. You can turn over to Second Corinthians, Corinthians 6.16 for another verse. I'll just give that to you. For sake of time, let's keep going back at 1 John. Yeah, we're back in verse number, we're not making very fast progress, but I'm going I'm to try to keep, go as the Lord leads here. So verse number seven. Verse number seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Now, this is, this is the thing. So feelings um, for each other, we may change in our feelings. Uh, there may be times where I don't feel like I love somebody or they don't feel like they love me. However, that's giving your over, over to your own mind. But if you have the mind of Christ in you, which if you're saved, you do. We have the mind of Christ and you are allowing it, letting, let this mind be in you. Then you'll love each other. See how that works? In, this, in the flesh, Oh, my goodness, we are capable of everything that you can think of. I'm not one of those ones that will sit there and say, well, you're not capable of doing these things. Uh, brethren, the Bible says that we are redeemed in spirit and soul. This flesh has not been redeemed. Paul even says, and this is a weird thing to hear from the Apostle Paul. If you study the Apostle Paul, you're like, boy, this don't make any sense. For everything that's in there, it just doesn't make any sense. But he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Ooh. He talks about the struggle of the flesh that he had. Oh, wow. The Apostle Paul? Yes. Because we have the capability. Now, to live in sin, to abide there, to reside there, and not have any kind of consequences, that's a totally different story. You will be judged. A son that, you know, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. You know, he will be, because you're of his own, you will be chastened. Trust me. But you can be capable of not loving each other from time to time. Okay? Don't live there. And if you do live there, John's asking, are you in the faith? Paul asks, are you in the faith? I'm asking, are you in the faith? I have to ask myself that. I'm asking you, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's, it's a serious thing. All right, let's, uh, let's keep reading. Verse number eight, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, again, I think that, that the whole thing, he, he that loveth not, is a, in totality. If you can just live in hate all the time, I, I, I seriously do question you. Are you in the faith, okay? Because God, for God, is love. Verse number eight says, In this was manifested the love of God. How is it shown? Remember, manifest means clearly shown. 
the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. John 3, 16, right? We know this. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I've looked up that word before and I I think uh, I've talked about it, but if you're new, propitiation, the act of appeasing wrath and conciliating the favor of an offended person. Your sin separated you from God. It offended him. He cannot be in the presence of sin. Cannot. He's a holy, righteous God who cannot be in the presence of sin. However, there's a way to have access. Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. His blood gives you access. I've been teaching, I've been teaching through the book of Hebrews, and um, as, I, as I've talked through the book of Hebrews before, as you read Hebrews, it's like, the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you, for you to have access. Therefore, you can one day have a temple not made with hands, just like he resides in temples not made of hands. It's a fantastic thought. But as you look back through this, propitiation, you think of Romans 3 and verse 25, which propitiation is used there as well. Let's keep reading. Romans, or excuse me, 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought... We ought, we ought also to love one another. This is what you should be doing. This is what you ought to be doing. Do you all the time? Remember my brother that uh, started this, uh, wanted me to start a study on First John, and he was uh, Brother Jonas. Remember, it says ought to. Words have meaning. It's not in here by accident. We ought to do this, but we don't always. You can't live sinlessly perfect as much as we would love to. And I'm, I'm appreciative of, of the fact that anybody that has that in them, we're like, oh, man, I failed again. Oh, man, that's, that's an encouraging thing to have somebody say, oh, I sinned again. Oh, this, fre- this flesh, this flesh has just got me again. And, oh, you know, I can live victorious. I, I, don't, I have the mind of Christ. Why am I letting myself subject into this? Why am I allowed to be brought back into this bondage? No, get it settled right away. That's a good spirit to have. That's the having the mind of Christ there and wanting to know the truth. Oh, I'm in error right now. Oh, trying to get my back, myself back to truth. Uh, you don't lose the salvation. You can definitely lose joy and, you know, in the fellowship that's lost. Just like, a, you know, my kids misbehave. It's not very joyful at that moment, but I still love them. Okay? And how much more... How much more does our Heavenly Father, right? As it talks about here, because he loved us and was the propitiation for us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Remember when it talks about uh, God committed his love towards us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We're going to bring that up again in verse 19. But Romans 5, 8, how did he show that love? By dying for us. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man, this is verse 12 here, no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Dwelleth. That's why I wanted you to go back to that study on Jesus teaches his disciples, the biblical Godhead. When you look at anything, when you look at the term dwelleth, dwelling uh, simply means dwelleth is inhabiting, residing, sojourning, continuing with fixed attention, Webster says here for dwelling. Place of residence is another, that's a noun, it's dwelling, the noun form of the word. But think about that. He lives in you. He dwells in you. Dwelleth. It's the same concept. Let's look at, um, I'll just give you John 1.18, no man has seen God. Uh, 1 Timothy 6 and verse 14 through 16. I think we'll read that. So let's turn real quick to 1 Timothy 1 first. 1 Timothy 1 verses 15 through 17. Real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1 
in verse 15. Starting in verse 15, it says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. There's Paul talking again, how he's the chief of sinners. Howbeit, for this cause I obtain mercy. Amen. That in me, first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them. Look up pattern in Hebrews for a good study there. Which should uh, pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the king eternal. Amen. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. It's still speaking about Jesus. King eternal, immortal, invisible. Wait a minute. Jesus wasn't invisible. John said he saw him. See how there's no contradictions? If you try to make a, a mess of the Bible, it'll contradict. It's all over the place. If you have your mind, it'll be all sorts of contradictions. Have the mind of Christ. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Invisible. Let's turn over real quick to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 in verse, starting in verse 14. Yep, verse 14. It says, it says here that thou keep the commandments without spot. Un- uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for one second. Yeah, I'm in the right spot here. First Timothy 6, 14. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. Verse 14, that thou keep this commandment without spot unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who also hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto whom no man hath seen. Wait, nor can see. Wait, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Okay, strange. Let's also look, let's look back real quick to Isaiah chapter 6. Now, I'm saying all this to tell you that anytime you see God mentioned where it says, I've seen some God, the elders of the of Israel, when they were up on the mountain, saw God and trembled. They saw him. Um, anytime you see him, you're seeing Jesus. I, I don't know how else to say it. You see Jesus. Here's the thing. Who's the king of kings and lord of lords? We know in context that that verse we just read is Jesus. Okay. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6 in verse number 5. Somebody else also saw the king, Isaiah. It's incredible. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 5 says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of the people, of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. They saw Jesus. No man at any time has seen the Father, the soul. No one has seen the Spirit, clearly. They haven't seen him. Uh, but who have they, we seen? All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. Jesus. Anytime anybody sees God, it's Jesus. When we look on him face to face, when we're like him, as we've been talking through 1 John, we see Jesus. Wow. Let's, let's try to go through here. But look back on that study on dwelleth. Um, here's some verses for you, uh, just talking about this uh, concept of dwelling. Uh, John 14, 10 through 17, we were over there earlier. Acts 7, verse 48, and Acts 17, verse 24. Romans 8, 11, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 2 Timothy 1, 14, 2 John, which we'll get to after we uh, finish 1 John 1 and verse 2, 2 John 1, verse 2, and Colossians 2, 9. Now let's keep reading here, and we're going to finish it up. I, I hope this is driving home the point. Are, are you in the faith? This is the spirit of truth. Are you getting in the way? All these different things that we that the Bible is talking about down through here. This is spirit of truth. Now, no man at any time, 
or it says, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected, made complete in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us. Boy, what does that sound like? Sounds like John 14 to me. Because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. If you believe that Jesus is fully God, and that God, that God, excuse me, that God, not that God, but that God humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, was fully God still, but still fully man, and died on a cross for your sins and mine, the sins of the entire world, as the Bible says, to make access, make a way for access for us to have our sins obliterated, cleansed completely, put under the blood. However you want to say it biblically, that's what happened. If you put your faith in him and him alone, his work, the death, burial, resurrection, You couldn't do any of that. He did it for you. That's why it says when you humble yourself, when you, with a contrite heart, know that my righteousness is no good. In me is no good thing. I am undone. I'm unclean. I'm undone. Surrender your will to his. And his will is that he's not willing that any should perish. He's not willing that that should happen. He's made the way simple, but the pride of life, this pride that's within man, will hinder them from spending eternity in the presence of the creator God and instead spend eternity in the lake of fire. When death and hell are cast into the lake of fire at that last day and he makes all things new, Eternity is forever. Remember I talked about that in that little video that it's this thing here that they thought was a God. It crumbled and fell apart, done away. You're not, your mind, if it's on the temporal, the things that are temporary, those are only temporary. Eternity is forever. I pray that you get that settled tonight. If you're watching this at whatever time of the day it is and you want to talk to me, reach out at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Figure out how to get a hold of me, and I'd love to talk to you. Christian, child of God, church of the living God, if if you are saved, you have the mind of Christ, we need to be about this, the word, and stop being about our own spirit. Herein, verse number 17, I think I, I think I read 16, but it, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. The, here it is, because as he is, so are we in this world. Wow. We are complete. Not, the flesh hasn't been, you know, we know this, we've still got corruption on us. We still are waiting for that blessed hope, the catching away, the when the dead in Christ shall rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, the catching away. It will be changed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye. We're waiting on that still. But we no longer have a dead spirit, dead mind. We can know things if we just surrender our mind to his. It's because we, had, we were dead in trespasses and sins but he has made us alive, born again. So that now we are body, soul, and spirit. That body still remains to be redeemed. Don't get it wrong. But if you were walking around, you made the decision, and you came to the end of yourself and said, it's, it's your finished work, your, your sacrifice, your blood. Uh, if you've done that, you're still walking around alive, physically speaking, until you keel over, 
we're, we're caught up. Uh, but there's three members again. I just think that's really interesting because as he is, so are we not going to be, so are we in this world. That's why I believe in eternal security because as he is, so are we in this world. Our spirit has been bought. We've been bought. We are a purchased possession. He had the, the down payment, so to speak, of the Holy Spirit. He gave that to uh, the words escaping right now. The biblical word is escaping right now, but he was made. Um, what is that word where you put down on uh, money on a house? Oh, boy, the, wor- the word's escaping me right now. I'll think about it as soon as I turn this video off. I know I will. But um, anyways, but that's the point. It, it, he's purchased you. He has bought you with a price, the price of his blood. He did that for you. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you're, with, if you're undone, if you're without Christ right now, it's a very fearful place to be. It's not too late. We love him because he first loved us. There's, there's Romans 5, 8 for you. But God committed his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment hath we from him, that we that he who loveth God love his brother also. That's how it's going to play out. If it's not, it doesn't mean you're not saved. It just, ooh, it should convict you right away. Like, ooh, I'm in the flesh right now. And gets back surrendered, die daily, die to self, be conformed to the image of his dear son, be conformed to him every single day. And that's it. I know I went over a little bit longer than I, than I did before, but I just wanted to get all that in. I wanted to get all that in on the, on the study here. And um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any of that kind of stuff, I'd love to hear from you. L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com or really quickly down in the comments section below, Go check out the videos that I talked about in here. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great day, evening, whatever it could be in the Lord. Have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ, but let this mind be in you. That's what I meant to say. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Good night. See you next time, Lord willing. And we'll finish up First John. Love you.